0: On today's episode, I'm going to be talking to Doug Pinnock of King's X, KXM, and of course his self-titled new album. Let's get into the interview. Welcome, Doug. Thank you for for coming and hanging out for a little bit on the the channel. (laughs) You have the Schecter bass. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, the Schecter Schecter bass has an F-hole, which makes it lighter, but it's not it's balanced, so it still doesn't hang on you. It's not a full... It doesn't have the full hollow body. It's just a little spot. And I think we only did it just to make it lighter. And I thought it looked cool, but because it's lighter, your back, Oh, you can swing that thing around. And it's so much fun. The other thing about it is it only has one pickup and one knob because I don't use bass and treble. I just, you turn it up and let's go. Um, And other than that, it's just, you know, a really simple common bass, nothing special about it, but it's one of those bangers that you can walk on stage and run around and, and be crazy with, you know? I, I, I love it.
0: Well, there is there is one thing special about it. Bass players, as mm-hmm. you know, are the worst. They make guitar yeah. players look like they're rookies when it comes to having right. an exotically priced yeah. instrument. Every bass player's got a $5,000 bass. Your gear, the, you, basically the pedal and the bass is obtainable to, to anyone. Was that a conscious decision that you want what you use to be you know what i mean obtainable i mean
1: here's what i think and i might get get hated for this but i believe that they made them inexpensive because i'm not a million selling bass player my band isn't the biggest band in the world they didn't have to pay me a hundred thousand dollars to put my name on it. They gave me nothing but a little bit of money. When they sell it, I get a piece of the pie. And it it's a real low grade way for us poor uh, uh, rock stars to make make a check every six months of you know our fans or bass players who go by the pedal I, I do get a percentage from it. it's not a lot but at least it's enough to be taxed and pay bills and so I think that's why they did it because if they had put both of those things out they're very expensive nobody would have bought them because my name doesn't mean that much oh, but it does to, but um <laughs> uh, it, when it when it comes to the marketplace I mean You know, it's like if you put Billy Sheehan's name on it, or, or or Getty Lee's, you're going to get a lot of sales, period. So you can put a price on that that you want. But on my stuff, that's not gonna that if it did happen, they would have believed it would have happened and up to price. Now, if it becomes the place where you know, all of a sudden it's a big demand, and all of a sudden my worth gets bigger and bigger, oh yeah, they'll probably up the price and do things like that. But this is all about marketing, but I'm quite happy with what I have because I think it's everything that I've ever wanted, and because of it, there's a lot of people out there like me who love this too, because this is for us those those snobs out there that have to have their you know big the, you know bass basses and their things or whatever it is it's fine have it all but us poor folks who just want to get out there and make a good sound and leave our mark this that's the stuff you need the cheap stuff yeah because <laughs> it because cheap cheap stuff makes you find yourself
0: i 100% agree so i want to talk about your pedal awesome and to me this is how it looked it started with you got your tech 21 amp like 2004 ish yeah and then uh, now you have the pedal mm-hmm so you can use either one one I like to talk about on this channel is solving problems the gear that solves mm. your problem right
1: yeah <laughs>
0: and one thing that's interesting is when I saw you you do the pedal I mm-hmm. thought this is another musician that's just literally having a tool created to solve a problem which is how do I take my tone everywhere exactly so tell, tell me about how, how did you come to go to from that to that pedal I guess
1: well, um, Tech 21, I've known them, gosh, since our first record came out. And Sand Amp and all that stuff. We always hung out. And I, for some reason, I never would tell them my secrets, you know, but we hung out, had a great, great time for a long, for years and years. And then one day, I went to NAM maybe about nine years ago, 10 maybe. And I went to NAM and, they, and uh, um, Andrew said, hey, I got this pedal I want you to try. And I took it home and I played it and, and I texted him and I said, dude, you're getting there. And I said, I, I dig this, but it's not what I want, but you, you got the idea. And he texted me back and said, can we make you one with your specs? And I will fly you out in New York. And so I went out there and we hooked everything up, all these EQs, everything the way I do it with their stuff. And we couldn't get it. I couldn't get it to sound right. And finally, it was after like a couple hours of just getting more cabinets, more amps and everything we could do. And he set up a 32 band EQ and said, just EQ exactly what you do on your rig. And I went, "Mm And then I hit a note and he went, okay, I got it. And so they took that and they put it into a variable sweep of different levels of grit, distortion, and high-end, low-end, and compression, and put them in a, a chain where it worked the way I do it with my chains. Because if you don't run the chain right, you don't get the desired effect of the growl of the gravel and of the um, the agility of it. And my whole point for this pedal was bass player's tone is in his fingers. And what I wanted this pedal to do was to be able to take the tone of your finger and create you with humongous bottom end underneath because bottom and don't matter. You can turn it up or down and compress it, squash it, it's there it rocks the room but you want your voice to be heard in within the rumble and so we separated it that's what i always did nothing but low end one channel and then the high end had no low end in it at all all right. it did it was a mid-range kind of high end bright thing where you could hear your voice And then you won't go in and you tune it and turn it back off the distortion, back off the grid. You can get it all the way to the point where it's like a real fat SVT or, you know, like the jazz players. I call it goose farts. You know, you can get all that. And it has the right amount of compression that makes the bass player want to play. Because the reason why we love to play is because it felt good. And in, in our hands, there was something about when we played with our fingers or picked that it, it spoke to us. And I feel that we lost all that in all the the maze of bass amps that have come through and come. And, and for me, you know, I had to find that. And it took me years and years to find it. And then I couldn't find anybody to emulate it. And these guys came along and nailed it to the point where it, it, I love it not because I can make it sound like me, but when I go see other people and they make it sound like them. And the only way I really can tell it's my, my pickup or my pedal is because there's a, there's a signature low end in everything that I do. And I don't know how I do it or why it gets there, but there's this like, like, uh, just a, underneath everything. And I've never been able to get rid of it, but that's in that pedal. And so, and my point being is, like, say for instance, I did a quick story. I did a, um, uh, we did a benefit, con- not a benefit concert, but a tribute to Lemmy on his birthday before he died, about a year before he died actually. And it was me on bass, Bob Kulick, uh, rest in peace on guitar, uh, Steve Vai and Lemmy's uh, son, and we all played a couple Cream songs. And I remember I, I used my pedal at that time. And I remember Steve said to me, he said, "Dude, bass with high end, and it sounds good." He says, "Oh, I'm so sick of bass players with pedals. I mean, with with a, the play with the pick and just sound horrible. It's so nice." And then I went out front to hang with friends, and I said, "How my pedal sound?" And they said, "Dude." it made all the guitars sound good. And then Jeff Amon got the pedal and he said, Doug, what I love about this pedal is it fuses the guitars together. And that's what I noticed that there's a bottom end to the bass that gives you clarity of what the distorted guitars are doing. Because distortion is so distorted. Now you don't know what the key is. All you hear is <laughs> <laughs> but if there's just a little bit of low end underneath it to reinforce it, you know, because all we, you know, sonics are sonics. It ain't just about the bass. It's the guitar, it's the drums. It's how the frequencies wrap around each other and work with each other. And with my pedal, I've learned how to dial in and out of everyone else's space. Um, playing with one of the fattest guitar players I've ever played with. I mean, his tone is humongous. And I, I thought, how do I get my, my tone around him? And I learned to wrap my tone around him. And I go, well, how do I get my bass to pound and not drown the kick drum out? And so I go, well, I'll take this frequency and that frequency and just slightly alter it. And as the kick hits me and the bass hits, I find a way to mess the two together where they both go, boom, boom, boom. You know, and it's all meticulously, but you got to know your frequencies. And that's the thing. Uh, a lot of people aren't honing in the frequency as, as they are into other aspects of playing music. Um, frequency has always been the biggest thing for me, like a, a tone chaser, a tone freak, because that's where you can manipulate the masses. That's where you can manipulate sound, where you can make somebody happy or sad. It's, it's the way you dial in those frequencies because, because sound is metaphysical, you know, it's tangible. You can do things with it. And, uh, and I feel I've just, I mean, I'm just learning about it, haven't tapped into it yet, but. Oh, if I think. I live you long- have. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> I was I was going to say if I live long enough, I might be able to. But well, thank you very much. But that is uh, that's some of the important parts of my attitude towards the pedal and playing bass.
0: What I like when I saw the pedal was, as a big King's X fan, you're one of the bass players that not only inspire you to play music, the first time I heard your overdriven tone that has more sustained growl in it, you're doing vibrato, which is not the norm. And I learned that from watching, not watching, because remember, we got to go back to when you used to have to uh-huh. hear the thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean you know when you're you're listening to the music and you got to back it up to go okay what did i just hear so does the tone come first and cause that tone you start having this technique that's unique or did you have a unique technique and you had to find a tone to fit it
1: i think the two went hand in hand because i had only been playing bass for like 2 years when i first heard chris squire back in 74 and when i heard chris squire and john entwistle that's immediately when i changed over to that tone I mean, I heard them playing. I'm going, how do they get this? I tried to read up about it. I tried to figure out. I went and saw Yes in uh, 73, I think it was. And um, Chris Squire came on stage with a Marshall amp and an acoustic bass amp. And he plugged into both of them. And I went, that's how he does it. It's a guitar head. And so that was my pursuit. That was a formula. And I went to form, you know, I went to try to sound like him basically. Uh and, and, and it morphed into this. The other thing about the vibrato, um I've never seen another bass player use vibrato. And I always thought, wow, nobody picked up on me using vibrato and they don't realize that's where you can put your, your own uh own own uh, vibration in the music like singers do. When three singers sing, they all have their own tremor. You know, they all have just a little bit that makes them, when you hear them all together, you go, oh, cross these an ash. When you hear the, the wobbles with everyone, you say, oh, that's the Beatles. And that's why nobody sound, no group harmonies sound alike when somebody else tries to do it. And with the band, it's the same way. If the bass player doesn't have his nuance going on, with everyone else's, then he's just playing doo, 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 doo. and I watch bass players who painstakingly try to be that solid tone, where, and I'm not saying they can't wobble, it's like, I believe that they think that playing bass is supposed to be like a piano, like the, in a synthesizer, like solid, you're the solid guy. You're the guy that plays dead on everything. And I'm the guy that says no, play your bass behind the drums, you know, wobble things when you want to. When everybody else stops, let your bass hang off just a millisecond long so they can hear your rattle. You know, I yeah. mean, and all of a sudden, you, these nuances start happening. All of a sudden, you go, that's cool. And people go, that's cool. You know, and all I'm saying is, play with it like a guitar player would play with his guitar or a drummer would play with his hi-hat and stuff you know put yourself into it and what i believe is the pedal really helps you accentuate that
0: like you said your your tone which is unique to you is Mm -hmm. great but what's what's great about your tone was it was never fizzy it wasn't like the guys like muse who use like a fuzz pedal on the bass Mm -hmm. kind of thing it's growling. It's it's act. You know, it's it's it's, a, it's not angry, but you know what I mean. It's, it's yeah. An evolved, it's an evolved sound, involved. And when you could plug into an SVT and crank it, mm-hmm. you can get pretty close to, to that yeah. sound, Right. Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like you said every time you're like well i can't do that i can't you can't drag around a 300 watt two head anymore at at all um because no one will let you play it (laughs) right and and you can't ship it because it's too heavy Mm. and it's and obviously it's uh you know big maintenance issue and you know you try all these pedals that claim to have that tone Mm. but like you said it goes right to fizz we'll be right back you still
1: loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You yeah. feel me? Loading them up on it, it only takes structure, and, and you know just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah, know what I mean. So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little? I you know, mean,
0: yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm y'all trying, all right, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying, oh, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah, yeah. Damn, me, look, look, look. We all
1: artists, man. We yeah. go. You feel me? We gonna have this like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man, Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> play shit, right with now. shit. I got to we play with this shit right now for, for a oh, Don't gonna lie. play with don't it, play with it. Nah. take that shit seriously Right. Well, this pedal, this pedal has a speaker emulator in it. It has a, a, a compressor that can flatten your low end till it doesn't move. When you attack it, you don't hear a. It's like flat and that's what well, that's where i put mine because then the low end never goes anywhere and the sound man can put it underneath the mix and walk away and and sound men love this pedal also because they say it's so easy to put this in the mix doug we don't have to deal with it i have going to see so many bands where i walk up to the sound man and go where's the bass at and they'll put headphones on and say here's the bass i go i don't know what to do with it and i go oh i get it and so my idea with this pedal is to make the sound man be happy also. Um, I know uh, Coco who plays bass for Edgar Winter. When I got him the pedal, he goes in the road now with Edgar with just the, with monitors. He takes the pedal and puts it in his duffel bag. And uh, he said him and the sound man ha- are in heaven with each other. He says he uses in-ears, he has everything he wants. And he said even Edgar and other people in the band would say dude your bass sounds great even guitar players have told me when their bass player gets the pedal they go dude i can feel and hear the bass now like i need to hear it so i can play you know and 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 so if you have a uh if you have a tone mind as most bass players do you can you can turn that thing into your dream and and again what's coming out of a a monitor in front of you can be exactly what you're used to in your bedroom, cranked on ten. Now, the last time, the last time I used it, because we, I haven't been on tour with King's X in a while, but I did the Hendrix tribute tour, and I asked the uh, the monitor guy to put me in the front monitors where I was singing because my rig was so far away that I couldn't even hear it. And by the time it got when I came, I, I had it just I had the whole all the cabinets pushing, almost blowing them up, and I couldn't hear it because we are playing such huge places, and the rig was on the other side of the room. So I turned it down, and I asked him to put in the monitors, and I hate bass in the monitors. I always have. And he put it in the monitors, and I'm going, I'm going to start doing this forever. It was (laughs) like, oh, my God. It was like you had your wraparound bass, everything you wanted, all the tone, all the clarity, all the nuance. It was right there in front of you and it was really good and other bass players have told me that one. they use uh use them now that way
0: so the new album's joy bomb yes which i really 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 love i think the reason i immediately liked it because i wasn't sure you know what i mean i'm a big king's mm-hmm. x fan uh obviously i love the stuff you did with uh kxm with george lynch and and i was like okay let's let's hear this project right i know i'm gonna like your voice because i love your voice obviously Thank signature you. bass tone is in it but uh You know what it really appealed to me was um, it has more of an R&B feel to it, but still has that signature bass tone, the rock edge. I actually (laughs) really enjoyed it. Plus, I was nervous. And I don't want to go down too far this rabbit hole, but I'm nervous and I'm going to be nervous probably for the next year or two about what artists release because we just got trapped in this, you know, COVID nightmare. Yeah. And the million dollar question is going to be, you know, what's going to come from it? Is it going to be yeah. dark? Is it going to be... Mm-hmm. And no, you know what? It was a pleasant mix of, you know, all the emotions.
1: Good, you... good.
0: Yeah. So did you work on this album during COVID?
1: Yeah, mixed it. Uh, as some of the songs were done. Um, I refined them, you know, did what I did. We, we made the King's X record and uh, and I had all these songs left over and they didn't make the record, which is I had about 27 songs, so they're all not gonna get on there. So I thought, well, I might as well just get the solo record out now and get it over with and then we'll get on to King's X next year. And that's kind of what I did. So I picked, uh, I picked what was it 12, 13 songs out of the batch that was left over and um, worked on them and mixed them. I had a good time just being home during the pandemic learning my board, learning my pro tools, you know cause I'm never home long enough to really learn it to the point where when I get back to it, I have to relearn things, you know what I'm talking about? It's like riding a bike again. But um, but this time I I know my room, I I have a new house I live in too. So I got to learn the room and how it sounds. So the mixes aren't all off center when I go to my car or something. So I'm pretty excited about that point. I thought the record really sounded good. It was the best I could make it.
0: It's fantastic, which I have to admit, watching you dance was cool. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I thought people would laugh. It was all in fun. You know, I mean, I'm 71 years old and I'm figuring if I could still do this one, I get out here and boogie.
0: (laughs) First thing I thought of, and I don't know why, when I watched the video was you're wearing headphones. Mm -hmm. And this was a weird thing I saw about two years ago. Somebody mentioned uh, a guitar teacher was mentioning that his students listen to almost (laughs) all music now exclusively on headphones. They have headphones like dance clubs. Yeah. You that? Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. they all have the wireless headphones. Right. And, and, uh, and so I thought it was really like interesting on like, I don't want to say on topic on trend. You know what I mean? That you have these yeah. headphones on <laughs> and, and, uh, I have to admit I like both. You know what I mean? I like, yeah. I like blasting it. I like have the in- intimacy of the headphones. So I was going to ask you that question. Was that just for the video or do you like headphones? You know,
1: uh, uh, I'm it's both, both actually, you know, when, uh, the song I want to hear everywhere I go. Then, well, how are you going to do it unless you have headphones on? And that's that was my concept when I wrote the line for it. Um, but putting the headphones on. I just kind of thought it'd be cool to have headphones on while I was singing. And it kind of worked out. At first I walked on this, the green screen and I said to uh, uh, Jamie, who produced the video, I said, Jamie, you think I should use the headphones or not? And he goes, yeah, go for it. And and uh, so I put him on and it was like, he says, I'm digging the headphone vibe. And so we just left him on, you know? The whole, I mean, even when I got up without him, he said, "Go, hey, go put your headphones back on. <laughs>
0: Well, like I said, it was it was. Uh, like I said, I'm watching the video, I'm taking it in, and I'm just like, you know, I'm noticing obviously that you're wearing the headphones the entire time. You know, I remember starting out with big headphones, like you know, yeah. what I mean? when you, me <laughs> right? too. And me then too. we went- I
1: still, I still have my Sony's. Uh, what are they? What do they call these guys right here? Like oh yeah, the the, the seven seventy five oh twos. Man, I've used them as long as they've been around. They stomp.
0: Yeah. And then and then we went to the little earbud things. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. they were horrible. And they still are. I mean, they're necessary for all the daily stuff.
1: There's a lot of headphones, headbuds now that rock. JBL's got some stuff. The wireless just stick in your ear and it's like a concert in your ear. Highs, lows. It's pretty interesting.
0: And now I'm, I'm back to cans again. You know, I'm like, awesome. Right? <laughs> so, um, but it, it's funny because the reason I was do- saying this is because I was envisioning that most people are going to be listening to this new album on headphones. Isn't that funny? Yeah.
1: I, you know, thanks for telling me that because I did not really realize that. And um. I know that most people that I know when they're listening to music, they have headphones on or they tell me something or it's, it's their iPhone. They're talking to you while they're listening to it or their in, And I, and I realized that, but didn't want to admit it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, people I put sitting in front of their huge stereo yeah. and putting this record on going, Oh my God. Uh, so, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, that,
0: and it's so the irony of, of my channel, the irony of my channel, this is a guitar channel. Mm And I'm a bass player. Mm -hmm. So we talk about bass a lot (laughs) because I try to push it that way.
1: We have to.
0: And, you know, as a bass player, headphones are like your enemy.
1: (laughs) Uh, Honestly, uh, they are and they're not. All depends on the headphones you get. You know, because the Sonys that I use, the reason I bought them is because I could pump the low end in those guys and I could track bass with them and it would blow my ears out. Uh, And when I listen to regular music, when we had treble and bass, you could turn the bass up and turn the treble down so you can control it. Nowadays, there's no controls. And that's the problem, the bass is there. Um, I've found uh, bass and treble emulators from my my Mac, where when I'm listening to just music on Spotify or or Tidal or something, and if there ain't enough low-end in the song, I'll pull up my little EQ thing and plug it in and turn oh, it up, yeah. you know. They have them on your, uh, uh, in your EQs now, and I mean in your uh, systems. Because we need to get back to that. There was a day when you could adjust it the way you wanted to. Us bass players, we will always walk over and turn that bass knob up and we got what we wanted. Nowadays, it's, you gotta learn. And here's what the weirdest thing, I'll mix songs and I'll feel like the bass ain't even there. And I'll play this song for friends and they'll go, man, it's nice to hear bass in the mix. Yeah. So, so people hear bass more than we think. That's one thing I've realized. Uh, cause I do mix bass pretty high. Bass is pretty loud and it's on joy bomb, I think.
0: <laughs> it's Just cause you mentioned this, the, the EQ thing. I remember the first car stereo I got that took the EQ controls from me and gave yeah. me, remember jazz rock preset, right? Right. right. Blues. And you'd be like, and yeah and 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 not even for a second i think that was cool like i I wasn't like oh cool i don't have to think anymore i went oh what the hell it's wrong yeah like i don't what happened to me just controlling these three sliders at least nothing yeah
1: i couldn't believe that and i hated it too and even even you know on your iphone still it's the same thing you know lounge music jazz whatever and i'm going this is not fair you know, I just leave it flat now and just deal with it.
0: <laughs> thank you so You're much welcome. for coming on. Uh, and uh, thank you. And I'm going to let everybody know real quick. Remember, the new Toy Bomb album's out. I'll put links. Yeah, so guys can get, get links it. To that Get the pedal, because it's amazing. Put links for that. And get the bass from Schechter, because it's amazing. Thank you, Doug, so much. You're
1: welcome. Let's do a part two, okay? Let's do yeah, a part absolutely. two. All right. Anytime. All right. We got right. more to talk about. Peace. <laughs> thank you.